Documentaries History Insights Interviews Chef's Deep Dive Welcome to Chef's Deep Dive, episode 9. Yep, we're still going strong and if you're still listening, this week we're going to be looking at a unique gangster flick or musical from the 1970s with a cast of all under the age of 16. This is Alan Parker's first feature film and this is Shep's deep dive into Bugsy Malone. He's a sinner, candy-coated For all his friends he always seems to be alone But they love him, Bugsy Malone City slicker, he can charm you with a smile And a style all his own Everybody loves that man, Bugsy Malone Hot-headed Bugsy makes his mind up Don't mess with Bugsy or you'll wind up Wishing you'd left well enough alone He's a man of mountain, he's a rolling stone And will he leave you A sad and lonely crying I couldn't say But it's known Everybody wants that man Okay, I admit it is a little bit of an extended opening to my pod But what a great track written by Paul Williams Who written most of the music for this film The film, written and directed by Alan Parker, supposedly conceived as he was driving his children on holiday. To keep them entertained, he was telling them stories. So you had to imagine a world without your iPads or your iPhones or even your stereo Walkmans from the 1980s. This was 1975 and the only thing the kids had enjoyment if they were sat in the back of a long journey car was either the mum and dad arguing or telling them stories because half the time the radio in the UK would be on and off depending what city you'll be passing through at that time. So Alan Parker took these ideas and after his success working with the BBC and a number of TV films put the money together and created this masterpiece. In my eyes definitely a masterpiece. Even though it didn't do very well at the boss office internationally in the UK we loved it. Being a nation which loves to sit in the retro styles of the musicals of the 1920s and 30s this captures the imagination of the kids at the time and even the adults. Chicago or New York with well Scarface or Capone and pretending to be cops and robbers because if you're going to be, pretend to be cops and robbers you ain't going to pretend to be the British Bobby oh no he's not even got a gun has he so you're going to pretend that you're back in New York back in LA somewhere and the dark streets there pulling out a gun well this honed in on all those great little childhood dreams so when you watch this film it's like going back to that time as well 
replacing guns or tommy guns with splurt guns which shot out cream pies into people's face it's a shoot 'em up gangster flick the plot was similar to many of the old gangster flicks of the 30s where two gangs in a fictitious city populated in this case only by children you've got dandy dan's gang has gotten up the hand with their splurge guns bugsy malone the one-time boxer is thrust into the limelight when he becomes the last chance for fat sam who owns the saloon all bugsy really wants to do is spend time with his new love blousy but that just isn't on the cards for our hero i love the secretive of the ominous bookstore as you walk through to get to fat sam speakeasy and you pay your due with the man in the bookstore he gives you a special book which opens the door to this world of fat sam's speakeasy and the music just breaks in and you know you're ready for a great film with the opening of Anybody who is anybody will soon walk through that door. I've had Slam's Grand Slam, speakeasy. Always able to find a table, there's room for just one more. You know what? I'm not gonna sing it because I'm sure your ears might bleed. But listen to this. Anybody who is anybody will soon walk through that door. Fat Sam, Grand Slam, speakeasy. Always able to find you a table, there's room for just one more. Act Fat Sam's Grand Slam, speakeasy. Once you get here, feel the good cheer. Fat Sam's ain't humble, but it's your home sweet home. Plans are made here, games are played Each night it's down Rumors are a buzzing, stories about the dozen. Look around your closet, not the newsroom making it. Anybody who is, anybody will soon walk to that door. Fat Sam's Grand Slam, speakeasy. You've got bumbling policemen, you've got splurge guns, you've got musical numbers, you've got raz taz razzmatazz 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 that's it you've got tap dancing you've got slapstick comedy in abundance casting the parts alan parker knew that he wanted jodie foster to be the tallulah part but he also wanted a number of unknown to be cast into the film so he went famously to a brooklyn classroom and asked for the naughtiest boy in the class the students were unanimous in selecting john cassie who plays fat sam john only went on to appear in a tv show after the film but didn't do much else afterwards he actually became a bit of a business tycoon he also picked scott Bayo to appear as his Bugsy Malone, the main character in the film. Scott famously went on to appear in Happy Days from 77 to 84 and the spin-off, Joni Loves Chachi as Chachi. The thing is about Scott Bayo, he famously said that he didn't really want the film and, and let me quote this for you one second. Scott Bayo said, I had quit the business because I didn't like driving to Manhattan. I only wanted to play out with my school friends at the time and I was asked to meet Alan Parker. I didn't know who he was. He was English and I didn't even know what that was. 
He had long hair, I read the script, not very well, threw it at him and walked out. Before I got home, I got the role. Scott Bio, if you ever listen to this, you sound such a little prick. Anyway, he got the role, but he was good to work with. And then the audition for Blousy. She ended up being a child who hadn't acted before, but her father was based in RAF Chicksands, where he was an American officer who was based there in Bar- in Bedfordshire, that is, by the way. And he was stationed there, and he auditioned, and she got the role to be Blousy. So he got the four main cast members there in Pinewood Studios, and also quite a number of dancers from Manchester. That's where I'm from. Here's Jodie Foster telling of her experience with Manchester people. And the first day that I arrived at Pinewood, there was this group of girls. They were the de- from the dancers from Manchester. And they stopped me in a corner, and they had a, a fire hydrant in their hands. And they said, what's the password? Or what? I, I don't have a good accent for that. And I said, ah, I don't know. And they sprayed me. And I was like, oh, my God. It was like bad trauma, junior high, high school trauma. And I was, I was like, I was scared to go down, walk down the hallway at Pinewood. Got to remember, at the time, Jodie Foster was a huge star. This was the same year, 1976, that she did Taxi Driver. And after Bugsy Malone, she went on to do a famous Disney film, Freaky Friday, as well. Jodie Foster, as many of you are aware, has had a big career, both with directing, writing, and acting as well a lot of the other cast members in this film by the looks of it didn't have much of a career only scott bio went on to appear like said in tv programs and a few straight to tv films as well the other cast members appear in a lot of tv programs in britain afterwards there's a famous tv program in britain called the bill which ran for i think about 12 years there's other programs, Coronation Street and Emmerdale, EastEnders, etc. And a lot of the staff appeared there or on theatre around the UK. The reason for this probably goes back to, as says, this film wasn't big in America at all. It hardly got any cinemas opening with it. It was more famous in Japan, of all places, and the UK. Ships Trivia Familiar Ships Trivia Over 1,000 custard pies were thrown making the film. The film appears in the top 100 of all-time favourite musicals. The cars were specially made for them to be able to use as a bike, but were so hard to use, most of the time they were being pushed by extra crew. Over 200 kids in the production and mix of UK and American children. Pinewood Studios was where it was filmed and most of the times the kids would run amok, spoiling other films by either nicking stuff or changing equipment, lighting, etc. Alan Parker had enough of this and at many moments the children had reported that he was swearing at them and shouting at them to get the film done. What did he always say? Don't work with kids and animals. And my God, 200 kids running all over the place. Oh, I want to pull my hair out. That's the trivia for this week. Another reason for this film being so famous was the use of adults singing songs where the kids were miming. 
In later years, Alan Parker has said that he would have preferred to use the kids in the end, and even Paul Williams has said in the past that, I quote, I'm really proud of the work I did. The only thing I doubted was using the adult voices. Perhaps I should have gave the kids a chance to use the songs. Alan Parker also said that he had little time to ask Paul Williams to redo the songs as they was editing the music in afterwards. To be honest, I like the fact that they're miming to the adults, especially the boxer sequence and there's other parts of it where you need that deep throaty voice. It comes booming out of the child. It's both funny and bizarre. And yes, I can see their reason for not doing it later on, but it seems to work with the film. And this works, I think, in the finest song of Do You Wanna Be A Boxer? So you wanna be a boxer in the golden ring Can you punch like a southbound freight train? Tell me just one thing Can you move in a word like a hummingbird's wing if you need to? Ooh, that's fast Can you bob, can you weave, can you fake and see when you need to? Well, you might as well quit if you haven't got it So you wanna be a boxer Can you pass the test? I can tell if you got it in you, I've trained the best. Well, you work and you sweat and you bet, but you trained you a buzzsaw. Then you near lose your mind when you find that your boy has a glass jaw. So you might as well quit if you haven't got it. Put him in the ring, Joe, look at what you found. We can use a fun joke, pushing him around. We'll show him the ropes and destroy his hopes. Also in the film is Dexter Fletcher, a very young babyface, and he actually played a boy called Babyface, who when Bugsy Malone goes to see the down and outs, these downtrodden what looks like homeless people, to help him fight Dandy Dan. Dexter Fletcher went on to be in Press Gang, which is a UK TV program, along Good Friday, and became massive star from Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. He moved more into directing films like Eddie the Eagle and helped direct Bohemian Rhapsody. Recently, he did the film Bio of Elton John. And now for something for the snowflakes out there. As an entertainment value, it's children playing the adult's part. If you ask some people, they look at it as an over-sexualization of the children, especially the, the mob girls in the speakeasy joint where they're dancing quite scantily clad. This isn't in any way at all, I don't think in my eyes, or I don't think Alan Parker's eyes, as a sexualization of the young girls. As said, and as he said in many interviews as well, it was simply children like his own children, like he did when he was young, playing the parts of the adults. I am sure that Gary Glitter and the Jimmy Savills of the world had this film in their top 10 of pervations, but in my eyes it's a child's film for a family viewing to be enjoyed with the family. There's nothing sexualized in it or inappropriate, it's just at the time, and it still works today. It also appears in many of school plays and productions, so if they don't have a problem, snowflake it up. One song stands out from this film is the song of which Jodie Foster mimes the song Tallulah. Obviously it's supposed to be her singing it but it's uh, as we know from listening to this podcast up to now that all the songs were sung by adults. So she mouths this song Tallulah and apparently she was ripped quite a lot 
afterwards from the other cast members taking the mickey out of us as its song is very high pitched whether they went for a more operatic view of someone singing it or a childlike innocence either way the song is not about childlike innocence but rather a sassy approach of how she dismisses men or grabs men whenever she wants have a listen When I listen to that song, does anybody else get the real feeling that I want to don a, a nice blonde wig, put on some sequin green dress and drag it up into the disco and sing My name is Tallulah, I wish to die. I reckon I can pull it off easy. I just need to have a good shave. Just like all period films, this is timeless. It is characterised by the fun and enthusiasm f- shown by the young cast. Who wouldn't have wanted to join in being offered a role in this Alan Parker film at the time? Films don't have to have a grand budget to entertain people and it shows with his first feature film. I read somewhere once that the film was shot with an amazingly low number of retakes indicating of how easy it can be to work with children. This has to be one of my all-time favourite films. Remember being sat there with my brother watching it on a Sunday afternoon. It's straight up no chaser. Some films possess a magical quality that can never be planned for as they film it. This film has that magic. The musical numbers are wonderful and the performances are genuine. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Shep's Deep Dive into one of his favourite musicals. Thank you for listening and have a splurge-tastic day. If you want to enjoy yourself, grab a cream pie and chuck it in someone's face. I'll leave you with my favourite number from the film called You Give a Little Love. This is just after the amazing scene where the whole set gets destroyed, where they're throwing cream pies and splurges flowering people's faces you watch the end of the scene it looks like the kids are having so much fun and then this tune breaks in it's a classic and for the people out there listen to the words it has meaning even now and if only people lived up to what this meaning is all about thank you very much have a good time we could have been anything that we wanted to be It's not too late to change I'd be delighted To give it some thought Maybe you'll agree That we really aren't Two, three, four We could have been anything
listening and don't forget to subscribe listen and enjoy no doubt about it it must be worthwhile good friends do tend to make you smile